Hey, hey, hey! You made it to the Ash and Ivy Show, where we get to be friends. My name is Riley, and this is just all about creating space to talk about what's going on in life. All the things. The Ash, the Ivy, it all belongs, and we're ready for it. I believe God shows up in every single one of our lives in unique ways. It's so beautiful. It's so fun to experience. Listen, we can create lives that light us up and we can do it together. Let's go. Hey, hey, pretty people. It's so good to be here today. It's so good. I I just got back. Well, today is Thursday. I'm recording this on Thursday. And I got back Monday evening from my first backpacking trip. Yes, me, this girl, your girl, backpacked. And uh, that is shocking and unexpected. (laughs) Um, Definitely backpacking was not like at the top of my list or anything like that. It kind of just came about. Um, But then I got back and I've had to work and and today was it was great. I just got to stay home and I went to the gym and I've just been quiet. Ah, oh, it's so good. So good to just sit in my thoughts and do some writing, do some listening. I sat on the porch so long a chipmunk came up to me, which that's a lot, you know, unexpected also. So that was kind of fun. But we've got baby birds on the porch and just beautiful. It's just a beautiful spring day. And, but, um, it's about time to go get the baby from school. And, um, so I better, I was like, I need to get this done, hop on and talk about all the stuff, tell my girls all my stuff. So I just wanted to tell you about the trip a little bit and just kind of what it was like and what I've learned. And, um, so my sister is 15 years younger than me and um, is just exquisite. I adore her. Um, but but we don't get to spend just a lot of time or in different phases of life. And, and she's precious and um, very generous with my kids. And but I just really felt this need to spend some one on one time with her and just give her space to to be. And, and so I just decided to meet her in her space. She's planning on hiking the Appalachian trail next year. I wish I could go with her. Um, but so I said, okay, well let's, let's take a weekend and go. And so we're going to do one night. And I said, okay, pick a sunny night, pick a sunny day or whatever. And I thought we were going to Asheville. <laughs> we like talked about these things. And then you know, I'm kind of a, I don't know the word, scattered, ditzy. Okay. I don't like, let's not talk about me like that, but (laughs) that's just the truth. Like I, I'm not super curious. Um, and it's funny. It all came out on the trip, but anyway, I had no idea where we were going. She sent me this link and I'm like, yeah, cool. It looks amazing. Like when I saw the route, my heart leaped and it just looked, it's like labeled strenuous and water. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. That sounds amazing. And she's like, and I can add a second night. Uh, Oh, okay. 
well. And Josh is like, okay, if you're going to go, you should go and just do it. And like the second night will really validify, you know, is that a word? Validify the, the whole thing, the experience, like you'll do it for real. And if you're going to go, you need to do it. Yes. 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 Then I checked the weather. Okay. The weather is like red, a hundred percent, a hundred percent rain on Saturday and then um, like major wind and all this stuff, 28 degrees. I don't even know what that feels like. Like that's not a, a temperature that I get to often. I don't have clothes for that. I'm like, oh my gosh, I do not know about this. You know, and it's just this weird place to be. I've committed to doing this adventure with my sister I want to do it. Like, I want to do the hard thing, you know? But then I'm I'm old, you know? I'm like, I'm old. I have two kids. I'm starting to think through consequences and being responsible. And I hear, you know, great opinions like, this is just not smart. You're not thinking. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know. And, you, and so it's easy Listen, it's easy to listen to everybody and logic things out. But you know what? Sometimes we have to learn what we want, what you want in your gut, what I want. And it just came to it. Like, you know what? I have to decide what I want and what I know in my gut is good and and you can't listen to the fear part of your gut, right? That that's you're, you've lived too much life and you've gotten too smart and you know the risk. It's I was almost jealous of my sister because she's like, eh, we'll just deal with it as it comes. Ah, oh, well, we don't just deal with 20 degree weather as it comes. Like you have to plan and prep. And But I want the story. I want the life. I want the time. I want to do the hard thing. Like I've almost gotten addicted to it. Like I want to push toward the fear because I have learned that there's so much to experience through the fear, through the hard. And um, that's where the treasures are. It is. And listen, don't get me wrong. I had my cry plan set. Like my husband and I, we talked it out. He's like, okay, this is what we're going to do. If you need to bawl your eyes out and you're like completely scared to death and and full of misery, just what we decided is I would just walk in front, like I'd lead the pack so she couldn't see me crying, you know. So (laughs) I had it planned out. And and it's so often like we we do, we look, we we look at all the risk and instead of moving, we stay where we are. And and that's okay. Sometimes I get it. You know, is it smart to hike in 20 degree rain? I don't know. But you know what? It didn't rain. It didn't rain while we hiked. And so I could have missed that time with my sister. Just even saying those words, hiking, backpacking with my sister could make my heart explode. The whole point was time with her. And I just... I had that head stuff going on, but I also had that gut. What do you want? I want to do the hard thing with my sister. And so we did. We did. We went. We, My sister-in-law 
saved me. She and my brother like hooked me up with the pack, the backpack, the coat, the sock. I mean, like everything, <laughs> nothing. Um, and so I was smart, but, but at some point you just have to listen. And, and I've talked to y'all about this so many times. Like the question of my life right now is what do you want? Learning to let my voice be prevalent, learning to let my voice rise up and and so I I followed it. And I'm so proud. I'm so proud of us. And it was it was the most just insanely incredible experience. So we get up there and we have driven through like deep, deep fog. I'm talking like I could not see the front of my car. And when we were walking, you could only just see what was right at you. You know, there's no view at all. And so we're like an hour or two into uh, day one and and my sister stops, like abruptly stops and says, there's a bear, Riley, there's a bear. And for the life of me, I like could not process what she's saying. Like, what, what do you mean I could not? And, and then there it was, several yards off the trail, right there in that foggy grass, staring at us, black bear, black bear. So on the way there, we had studied what to do if we see a grizzly bear and what to do if we see a black bear. And uh, we had like prepared and she was certain, like just completely incredulous. We are not going to see a bear. I don't even know why we're researching this, whatever. Um, But the research said, identify yourself as a human. So, you know, we, we stood there for a second. Don't get me wrong. We were like, oh, God, what do we do? What do, we do? But we uh, we remembered our, our research. We held it together. And you know what I did? I mean, what any logical human would do, I declared my identity. I yelled, I am human. I'm human. <laughs> and the bear totally got the point and <laughs> wandered off. But I don't really think that bear was scared of us at all. So... I, I don't know. I don't know how that all happened, but seeing a bear was has been on my bucket list for a long time. I'm, every time I hike, I look for a bear, and so check. Super excited. Also note, we had seen a lot of elk at this point, and, and she, she was also incredulous. We are not going to see elk. Like, why would we see elk? But there they were, and so after that, she wouldn't let me talk about any more critters. No, no more talk about critters because every time we talked about it, there they were showing up. After walking uh, past the bear, the fog got a little creepier. We were like, oh God, what else is in the, in the fog? But anyway, we, you know, that night, that first night, we, we set up tent. We just literally kind of plopped it in the middle of the woods. And um, I wasn't afraid. Like it felt just, it felt fun. And that night, the rain was torrential. The wind about blew us away. We, <laughs> at 2.30 a.m., Brie, like, sat up and said, I hear a puddle. And I, and, and our, literally our tent was, like, had puddles in them. So we got up and rebuilt our tent. And there was this woodpecker, and it just pecked all, did you know woodpeckers peck all night? Because they do. They peck all night long. Um, I felt like, what's that girl's Dora or something? Woodpecker, stop pecking. I felt like I should be able to say that. I don't know. It didn't work, but, um, so Brie, Brie parked, put our bear canister like way far away. I didn't, she was like, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to find it the next day, but 
So we did all the things. She totally spoiled me. Day two was like hype day. And we woke up and, well, we didn't really get that much sleep, but the sun finally came up. It was frigid. I'm talking frigid, but she did. She jumped up. She went, she found food. She knew where she put it and she spoiled me. She made me hot chocolate in bed or in like a sleeping bag. Um, I, I don't move fast in the morning, but she was motivated, I guess, to get her coffee. Um, but the tent was caving in and, and I just sat there. I did not even care. I just sat there in my warm little spot. Uh, but eventually I was like, okay, I need to impress her. (laughs) I can't let her do too much work. So it motivated me to move. And we got back on the trail about eight 30. And this is the thing, like I just, there's nothing to do when you're hiking, but to keep going. Like the difference in a long hike and a short day hike is like this ability to stop and explore the small scenes. And, but when you're going that far, you just really do need to keep moving. And so that day was Sunday and it was water day. We knew there was some water coming up and because it had rained so hard, we, we, you know, we're curious about the water. No, this is like, we basically hiked a river. Okay. We were in the water constantly. Um, every time we thought we were done, we'd come around the bend more water. Unbelievable. Um, and so eventually we kind of stopped worrying about our socks and just, just jumped in. Like, I'll be honest. Like I loved it. It was thrilling. I was so giddy. I was so excited. I felt like, I mean, like, uh, kind of even better than Disney world. Like it was so magical. Um, and, and there were definitely terrifying moments, like not just not, I'm not trying to be dramatic. Like I don't, my life was not really threat. Well, I don't know. I mean, it was okay, but the rocks were really slippery and there was sometimes the water was deep and, um, we couldn't get all of our stuff wet and we didn't want to hit our head. You know, it was dangerous. And so <laughs> there were several crashes, like brief face planted <laughs> in the water. And of course, every time we fell, we're like checking each other, making sure we're okay. And then we just laugh so hard. Oh, Cause one time, like I chose to jump from a log to what, like a dry rock, but my pack was so heavy that when I jumped, like my body didn't actually move. And so I just ate it, like sprawled out on my hands and knees on this rock. And uh, oh my goodness. But I mean, what else do you do but laugh? You're soaked, you're covered in mud and I looked it up when we got home because we could not count this high, but we literally crossed that river 18 times, like insane, white water, rapid, up to thigh high deep, crazy, crazy, crazy. So, and, and like I said, sometimes we, we just plowed through because it was easier and faster than trying to not fall in and whew, it was nuts. The best adventure, you guys, the best adventure. How did I even get there? I was so captivated, all the trees and the flowers and the rocks. And I wanted to stop and look at everything. My imagination was going crazy. Brie and I like compared brains a couple times. She's like, you just live in La La Land. Like I just was constantly, like I thought the rocks were going to pop up like trolls, you know, right? Like any minute. I, when we were walking through a valley, I'm like, I know that bandits are going to spring out. And I was prepared with my plan. And 
at one point I seriously expected to see a candy cottage because we had walked past this giant, gorgeous, like man-made rock wall. And it was surrounded with, lined with all these purple, tiny purple irises just all over the ground. And it was just alluring and mysterious out in the woods and the terrain kept changing. And oh, so good. I wish I could take all of you there. It was amazing. Um, Definite advantage for the person behind. (laughs) When we were telling our family, we had family dinner so we could tell all our stories. And, um, and Bree said, yeah, it was good for me if, if I were behind Riley because um, whatever she did, I did the opposite. <laughs> so true, baby sister, like so true, like in life, you know. But genuinely, we're, we're constantly in life and in hiking, we're measuring and making decisions all the time and making lots of slips. And you do hope the person behind you goes, sees sees your life, sees the way you go and makes adjustments for their own life. And it was kind of cool just to see it builds confidence, you know, and it builds trust in your own decision making. And I think we need that. Um, one of the ways that we really had to make some decisions is where to put our tent. And one of my friends, Angela, talked about backpacking one time before I was even considering going myself. And she was talking about um, how backpacking is a good experience for learning to trust the process and embrace the journey. Like you don't necessarily have a, a firm plan and, um, It can get a little bit, I wasn't, we weren't anxious, but just mindful, like what time do we want the tent up by and what kind of space are we looking for? And you just get in this place of like trusting that you're going to find that right spot and listening to your gut and practicing this belief that good things are ahead, right? Does that resonate? Like, We have to practice the belief that there are good things ahead, that it's working for you, that life is working for you, that you don't have to settle for something that doesn't feel just right. You don't have to rush a decision. Um, And it was just a neat way to see. Like every time I practiced that idea, the perfect place did open up. Whatever it was that we needed, it came. It came in the right time and in the right place. And, and that was really fun and powerful to experience. So we can practice believing what we want to be true. And in a way we get to choose what our mind feels like when we were planning the trip, I felt worried and cautious, but ultimately I had to make a decision and then settle my mind in that place, a resolve of sorts. Right. And so If we didn't feel like it was quite right, we pushed further. And when we stopped, we both felt really good about it. We're like, yes, this is the right spot. And why is it so hard to listen? Is it because we're afraid of failing? Like, oh, I don't want to try that because everyone might see me mess up. I think for me, it's more like afraid of missing something better. Like, oh, I don't want to make a decision because what if there's something better coming? What if I stop too soon? you know, like all these things. And, but when you do that, do you miss the beauty right in front of you? Right? Like, no, I need to focus on what's happening right here. We get busy, like getting advice from others and 
we neglect the strength and wisdom of our own life. You know, like you have within you what you need to make decisions and try things. It makes me think of my firstborn. Listen, super honest. My husband and I are, are controlling and I, I hate it. I wish we weren't. We're both firstborns. We like things to be done well. We have high expectations. We are full of people-pleasing, perfection, blah, blah, blah. And so we raised our firstborn to be perfect. And he, he was perfect. He is perfect, it, you know, <laughs> except when he isn't, right? Like, I don't feel alone in this. It's extremely common. As I've gotten older and experienced more grace, I've realized that I, I don't want perfect kids. I don't want my kids to feel like they have to be perfect or talk perfect or... I want them to see me in my weakness and hear me talk about it. And I want to raise my kids to explore and try and fail because failing is, it means you've lived, you've tried something. I want them to see failing as movement forward. And I'm just learning more and more and more that learning and growing Dreaming and creating, it it all comes in the movement. One idea leads to another. It all happens when you start. And if you don't know what to start or you don't know what you want, then just start small. Just do one thing. Try something. You're not attached to it or committed. It, It will lead you to the new thing. And that concept of keep moving, keep walking, it made it so obvious that the treasures are found in the journey. They're so much to discover when you push forward through those hard things. Oh, it's so fun. It it makes me want to hit that resistance, meet the resistance. Like show me where the walls are so I can blast through them. And um so that night at camp, I was just um it felt really good. We got there early and got a fire and oh guys, listen. <laughs> the Heart is peeing. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot pee outside. I cannot. It was so hard. So by the second night, I peed what twice. <laughs> and like I was like, okay. Bree said, hiking people, people on the trail expect to walk up on someone peeing. Like it is not a big deal. It's fine. It's normal. Okay. Okay. So I'm telling you, this is the hardest part for me, but I, you know, you're full bare bottom. Oh my God, y'all. I mean, breezy. It's breezy. And I just like, okay, I'm going to embrace the breeze. Embrace. You should hear the things in my head. It's humiliating. Embrace the breeze. It's fine. And I kept telling myself, if someone walks up on me, like, who cares? This is totally cool in the woods. Let's, oh my gosh. So mind over matter. Seriously, peeing in the woods was my greatest accomplishment. But (laughs) so that was night, where where are we? Night two. So we had like passed this row of guys around five (laughs) o'clock. And just to be honest, not to be stereotypical, but they did not look like hikers. One had no shirt on with suspenders. He looked like he was about to yodel. 
Um, and, and lots of things were happening in that, in that row of guys, like five or six guys. And I had just learned about, um, some self-defense stuff from a, from a friend. And so I was like on high alert. I was looking those guys in the eyeballs. Like I see you, I've memorized your features and, and that kind of thing. So we get to camp and, um, I'm like, where are they going? When are they coming out? Like where, you know, what's going on? And then, realize it's like a full moon, you know? And I'm like, oh gosh, I'm not, I'm not messing around with this. And so my imagination, it can get a little out of hand, let's be honest, but I'd really rather see a bear because later that night, um, we could hear a party in the woods and we got all creeped out. We got our mace out and our headlamps on and (laughs) it's, it's really ridiculous. And it was totally fine, but we got ourselves a little bit freaked out, but Anyway, the next day, day three, the sun came out blazing. It was really cool to like experience several types of weather. So day one, we literally were amidst the clouds. Like it's always been my dream to bounce on the clouds. And I kind of felt like that's the closest I'll ever get. Um, We just were strong, strong gusts of cloud wind go just rushing all around us and and then by day three we're walking through the birds along the river in this bright sunshine and it was so neat to experience the mountains that way so we stopped to shed some layers and Bree literally had steam coming out of her boots like girl was on fire so true though right because she is dynamite like I learned so much from her and I like try to think of words because just to capture this feeling that I had of being with her and seeing her in this element and just how confident and smart she is. And there aren't any, like being with her was everything. It was everything. I could do it. I loved being with her. She's so much fun. Um, so day three, we, we knew it was going to be a short day. We left just a few miles for this day. Um, and we knew the sun was going to be out. And so I had planned on wearing my trail running shoes. And I don't know, just in my mind, it was like, oh, three or four miles, totally fine. Um, but reality was, remember all that water? Like, <laughs> still so wet. And our last day of hiking was very steep. Um, and then my pack was heavier because I would put more clothes in there and my wet boots. And I just got in this headspace that where it's all I could think about was my pack. My bag is so heavy. I don't want to get wet. I thought today was going to be just kind of a quick sunny day. I'm going to ruin my new like dry trail climber. I mean, it's just dumb, right? Dumb and dumb and dumb. But our mind defaults to that. It's, it just does. We have to deliberately change our mind. And so I could hear myself like, I cannot do all of these miles in this headspace. I just cannot. And it was so weird because the day before I was so hyped and and, in such a good headspace and just fully enjoying it. But um, I thought about this Appalachian Trail hiker that Brie had talked to me about who had actually fallen to his death, which is so tragic. Um, but at one of the shelters on the Appalachian trail earlier that day, that guy had journaled, it's a great day to be alive. Isn't it? 
Yeah. And I just kept thinking about those words, like how lucky am I? Look how beautiful are my surroundings. I am walking along and through and over this river full of rushing water and the most giant, gorgeous rocks you've ever seen all around me. Um, just beauty, beauty, beauty. And I said, you know what? Stop thinking about yourself. Stop thinking about the negative. My body is so strong. This is so fun. I'm with my sister. And I just changed my mind and changed everything about it. <laughs> I also changed my shoes because <laughs> I could not carry them any longer. So I put the wet boots back on and just embraced it, got back in it and, and just fully enjoyed it. And so, you know, we, we are constantly making decisions in our life about how to think, what to do, what do you want? We're judging, we're deciding you do it all day long. And we can, um, we can speak life. You can speak life to yourself. You can meditate on it. And um, you can kind of set your expectations based on what you want for your life. And sometimes I say the word speak truth. I say that a lot and I've kind of caught myself because a lot of times we're like, well, the truth is I'm terrible at this. The truth is I screwed that up. The truth is I yell at my kids. I'm an, I haven't put my husband first. The truth is that I was mean, but that's, so that's not exactly what I mean when I say speak the truth. Yes. Like we do need to face the facts and we need to confess our weaknesses and ask for forgiveness and say, I'm sorry. And, and that's, that's right. But if we're confused about the truth, what I mean by that is God's truth and what's life? What is serving you? How do we get rid of what is not serving us? And, and we can just start by speaking what we want to be true, what I want to be true and speaking life. Um, and so just like, um, when we're trying to find where to put our tent, we can choose, like, don't give in to the fear. Don't give in to the harmful beliefs or rehearse them. Like you can acknowledge it. Oh yeah. Like I acknowledge that that's kind of crept into my mind, but I'm not giving it any power or hold on me. I'm going to speak life. I'm going to believe in the good and I'm not going to settle for less because, um, saying yes to adventure and to life and being willing to explore just more, just more for whatever it is in, in your circumstance. It just awakens so much beauty and it allows you to believe. It allows you to find grace. It allows you to just experience life in a way that is inspiring and worth telling. I'm just so overwhelmed with gratefulness. I really am. I really am. And um, I encourage you. I encourage you to get out. I encourage you to set your vision for what you want 
and speak it into your life and take some action because I think you'll find your way once you start moving. I'm cheering for you, friend. Let's go forward in love. Wow, this stuff lights me up every time. And I want to hear from you. It's your turn. So listen, first, I want to thank you for subscribing to this podcast. That means the world to me. Reviewing and sharing the show is the best way to help it grow and is the greatest gift to me. So if you like what you hear, please pop it in your stories and tag me. Thanks.